This is The M Word. I'm Michaela Hyde. I'm Nick Hyde. And welcome to The M Word podcast, the podcast where we talk openly and honestly about marriage and relationships, including ours. We're married, but this is for everyone who thinks that making a relationship work and last, like most things in life, is worth the effort. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time it is. This is episode 30. Episode 30. I know. Intimacy and connection in a time of lockdown. 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 <laughs> a little bit of drama for you. A little from, bit of drama, like a little, bit of drama. I think it's just been inside too much, haven't you? You like to, you know, every yeah. now and then go a little bit crazy. Kids yep. are noticing it too. You have these little moments of being a bit hyper. Yes. Like an excited puppy. And then balanced out evenly by moments of being grumpy. Yes. It's, it's a joy. It's so a joy you've got, every moment. You've got both sides of yeah. the coin. Feel fully connected, though, to everything, <laughs> all yeah. your emotions. <laughs> there is no escape. Whereas me, I am easy to live with the whole time. Yes, you are. <laughs> now, we all have there. our moments, don't we? That's the reality yeah, of this, this time. Um, and of course, well, you know, I would love to hear from you. We hope that you're all doing okay. And um, I know it's the subject of lockdown and all that that entails is often the topic on all of our lips. From There's a danger that we just talk about that too much. I know. So we thought we'd include it in the title of our entire episode. <laughs> but we're, we're kind of, you know, looking at a particular aspect, this idea of, intimacy and connection yes. and why that's important um so yes there's a little kind of idea of where we're going today but and those themes again we'll come back to it, those themes are linked into marriage week aren't they, they? Are. so that it's we're following on from our mapping out exclusive looking ahead as to what's coming out in marriage week yes. even though obviously this is on the website as it builds towards that grand week the 11th to the 17th of may 2020 excellent you're such a great you know, voiceover person, aren't you? Like Thank a little, you. Sounded like sounded very professional. Careful, then. I'll go back to my uh, theme park ride controller voice. Yeah, no, don't voice. do that. Let's let's move on, shall we? Okay. So catch we, up. We do a bit of a catch up, don't we? Normally, so well, it's been Easter. It's, it, We've had an Easter weekend. Yes, we have. That, That's very good. That was good actually, and I I actually took um, that weekend off. So the. Good Friday through to the Monday, and and in fact, I only did a few hours of work on Saturday afternoon for Crazy marriage week. Kid. But otherwise, we enjoyed the sunshine, and we tried to definitely make well Easter Day. We we had it as an Easter day. We celebrated it as Easter day. So we started off with um, an Easter service, um, eating hot cross buns. The salted caramel variety. I have to say, I'm a purist, and I think I, I prefer the originals with the fruit in. What, the original ones that Jesus used in the, the Last that, Supper? Yes, exactly, those ones. Because he served hot cross buns, didn't he? Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the yeah, tradition, yeah, yeah, yeah with the bunnies it. all around and that's stuff, yeah. Exactly, that's right, yeah, yes. Yeah, we've got yeah. it. We've got it. We've got, we've, it got it, we've got it nailed. Easter egg hunt, though, that was good. Easter egg hunt with the kids. I have to say, <laughs> as, as the master uh, hiding rabbit Easter bunny, I did a very good job this year because the uh, that we filmed just for fun that quick. Hey, kids, I know they're now getting older at sort of 15 and 17, but they love a bit of an Easter egg hunt in the garden. And uh, a full eight-minute video. I know. It is scintillating every moment of it. I mean, can we put a link on it? Is it you're willing to share it? Well, on? It's, actually, it is on YouTube. Well, and how many <laughs> views have you had? Have you checked recently? No, I haven't checked. But we, I only put it on YouTube simply because... Uh, we've got a little family WhatsApp group and it was like, hey, let's share our Easter egg hunts, which was quite fun. So my brother and sister put on videos that are about 25 seconds long um, and I well, filmed ours and it turned out to be far too low to upload to WhatsApp. So I stuck it on YouTube and put a link on and no one watched it. I have to, have they not? 
Well, I think they've started it and then skipped to the end. But your brother did a time-lapse type one, didn't he? Oh, yeah, very clever. He's Flash, so um, so, yeah. He did. I'm going to have a look now while we chat and see how many views it's had, because this is quite exciting. So, yeah, so we we did that. We had, oh, and then, so we had Easter Kung, and then I did Roast Lamb as a... Oh, you did. And uh, I was... I was particularly excited about your Roast Lamb, wasn't I? It was, yeah, and well, both the kids as well said that... That my roast potatoes, which you know what it's like, you always like your mum's roast potatoes best, and and I'm not just saying that. My kids do say that about mine, and yes, um, and although I will say now that mine are better than my own mum's, but you know, no, <laughs> no, my mum's roast potatoes are amazing. Um, Sorry, hold are. it right there. Oh, I've yeah. just seen the views; it's virtually viral. Oh, go on, it tell has us. had eight views. Eight, wow! So I've watched it two or three times. I haven't. Have I watched it? I've watched it once. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, oh, there we, we go. are. So, yeah, we'll put a link to this. Mm. Anyway, I was saying, I was talking about my roast potatoes. Yeah, sorry, back to the potatoes. My kids said that I had I made the best roast potatoes I have ever made on that particular Easter Sunday. So that was that was obviously a, a high moment yes. for all of us um, in the house. And then video calls in the afternoon, first time ever since lockdown. All of your family, so your mum and dad, your aunt, your brother. Yeah, that was fun, family, sister kids. So we family. did a, a Zoom, did a big Zoom thing, as you do. And then my family at five oh, o'clock, yeah. we did another one of those kind of Ooh, things as well. And then I locked myself away in a quiet yeah. room on my <laughs> Too own. Too much talking for Nick. So, yeah. um, so that was quite... It is funny, these kind of Zoom calls, though, because when you're all in a room together, there's a natural moment where people jump into conversation. But of course, I'm sure you've all experienced it when you're all on a video screen. And people jump in at the wrong time halfway through what you're saying. Or they, or we all try and say things at the same at time. At the same time. And you can't... And you can't... Oh, you can't distinguish what somebody has said from another and it can be tricky so we had a few busy moments of conversation and then slightly quiet and then and then that kind of moment when everyone then tries to launch in on the quiet moment so there's a lot of sport to be had in those zoom conferences but i big find picture we ended up feeling like we'd connected and that's what it's about we did and it so was really good it so was good. so that's that's quite a lot about easter isn't it but it was that's a big a big part it was. of it really and in so the evening we did the um, what's it called that arty atmospheric immerse mm, we didn't do it in the evening though did, did we, we not no we forgot uh, again we did watch it later uh, on yeah. tuesday um, but you're right, we, we plan to, and our friend John Bilbra, he um, sort of goes, if you like, sort of um, professionally by the by the brand name of Wilderthorne, and he does lots of brilliant music. He's In fact, he did the videos for Marriage Week last year, and I'm reusing oh, them this yes. year. So the ones that come up about commitment, intimacy, yeah. forgiveness, friendship, etc., that you may have seen They're me posting about. They're a talented couple, aren't they? Him he and his, his wife, wife are yeah. very talented. So he's doing something called Immerse, and it's going out every Sunday night, it's it's a live streamed um, experience, yep. as it were. And yeah. we, so we forgot to listen to it on Sunday, but we listened to it on Tuesday. And we, well, there's been two of them so far, and both of them we've had them on. And we've, although you can watch, there's not huge amounts to see, but we lay there like on the sofas or whatever on our bed mm. and just in complete darkness and immerse ourselves. And it's really relaxing. And even our son, William, who's 15, I say even, just to, just to give the breadth of appeal, he also really enjoyed the yeah, experience. So I really recommend that. So look, go to YouTube and look for Wilderthorne or you can go to his Instagram page and there's a link in his description that takes you directly to YouTube and to the page itself. So All good. All good thought. stuff. If I remember, I can always share it on the website, but on the um, Facebook page for N-Word as well. Anyway. Yeah, true. Or so, message in. Send us an email if you'd like yes. more information. The M-Word podcast at gmail.com. 
Indeed, that would be great. Have we had any emails this week? Um, no, we haven't. Oh. No emails, no. Okay. But um, I'm sure everyone's busy, busy in lockdown. That's what it is. You know, connecting with people. Yes, but, you're right. But connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. Please, mm. that'd be so nice. Um, but obviously lockdown has been extended that's the other bit of news which isn't really news because we all sort of thought it yeah, would yeah we knew that was coming another three weeks really. but um, i have actually been in the studio which is one good thing lockdown. from lockdown for us personally mm. is that my music studio doesn't get used as much as it'd like to because life's too busy but actually i have had some space and thoroughly enjoyed writing some music in here which yeah. has been good and it is very good. The stuff you've been doing, oh, is, I've enjoyed it. it. I mean, there's things that we need to work on, but you know, we're getting there. <laughs> no, it is great. And I am happy for you that you're doing that because like you say, mm. life's so busy. And it's one of those things, isn't it, with lockdown where it is important, I think, to enjoy those moments, those positive times. Yep. And um, I think we have talked about this on a previous episode, but this yeah, whole I'm thing sure of feeling slightly guilty at times for enjoying it. I talked about you in particular, I think, not feeling guilty, but enjoying yeah, it. But, yeah. you know, there's a big picture and all the stuff that you read and the impact it's having, not just nationally, but globally and the concerns that we have. But at the same time, it's a way of, of managing it and trying to just be the best person that you can be each day that your best mm. self as it yeah. were yeah. and it's great seeing you being able to do a hobby that you love that you've not really been able to mm. give much time to in a long time yeah that has been exciting so that's so, grand very so that good. Is good and we got a new coffee bean grinder i mean talking about big important things <laughs> after a slight false start of getting one that's broken because our old one had clogged up so much that it was grinding a little bit yes and so, I, just oh. just to say that you know i know not everyone's that bothered about having a coffee grinder but it's just a little bit of a thing that we enjoy isn't it we, yeah everyone has their own little nuances some yes. people are very happy with a little bit of instant coffee but i just like that barista thing of you know and <laughs> the, yeah, the milk that's, and that kind of stuff very good that is excellent but it was funny because as Nick said, we'd got one and then we've it, it was faulty. So then they've sent us another one. And as we're recording, this is Saturday afternoon and it arrived today. And, and I was even doing a little dance in the kitchen. I was so excited to use the new coffee grinder because the other one wasn't working too well. And it wasn't strong and the flavour wasn't as good. That's, anyway, that's detail. But in case there are coffee lovers who will kind of yeah. understand. Yeah, they'll understand. You know? so, um, oh, yeah. so yes, so we've, we've actually, as we've been doing this podcast, we've just finished our first cup of coffee from the new using the new grinder yeah so that's there why we are. we're a little bit hyper yeah you see so Extra this is such an exciting podcast isn't it i mean really oh. the eight minute video the coffee grinder I know. you know i mean we could finish here and people would end on a high wouldn't they they'd they would feel indeed. so they'd, elated they'd be just <laughs> scrabbling for uh, youtube to find uh, us uh, eggs look at that wonder what our garden looks like you can know now you can know right now <laughs> exactly oh my uh. word what a day well Anyway, I think because we've got the title of Intimacy and Connection in a Time for Lockdown, we should push on. We should on possibly talk about intimacy even, and connection. Even though we have peaked, obviously, right there. And so then. Give, us the, um, give us the little bit of Marriage Weeky, right, you know, how does this link into Marriage Week and why? It, did you just use the word intimacy to try and get some more listens? People are thinking intimacy. <laughs> no, just, I might pick that I just one. thought that you might be more interested as well yourself in terms of doing this episode. Fair you know. comment. You know, so, you'll be absorbed. So. Themes, Marriage Week, okay. three weeks to go, so, stuff coming up. Over to you, action. <laughs> so I'm trying to, as, as I've said before, I'm doing... I'm doing everything almost. I'm, I've got lots of people that are contributing stuff, but I'm sort of focusing on particular topics over the next few weeks, the last two weeks as well. Um, we've had particular areas to focus on. So this this week, um, 
is all about um, connection. The week after is growing. Um, and the week after that is called togetherness. So this week, with it being about connection, we thought we'd explore some of the resources that I have on the on the website. Um, one of our ambassadors for Marriage Week um, is a fantastic lady called Emma Waring, um, and she's become a good friend of mine. She's a psychosexual nurse therapist, and she has joined in with our Let's Talk series. So we've got a whole series of um, of, of articles and tips from different contributors who have done a Let's Talk talk and then there's a topic and this chimes in with the forever conversation so the theme is the forever conversation nick explain that in a nutshell well the forever conversation is the conversation people have when committing to each other for life which typically you see in marriage because it's kind of the vows but for people that are together and aren't married we just keep coming back to that encouraging people to say look don't drift through a relationship because you're in a relationship make a decision yeah. think about it is this forever and actually by deciding it's forever you get the stability and intimacy and peace and calm and certainty in where you are and it just produces the foundation for a relationship it, it is it's that central thing about relationships working having that commitment to one another forever boom boom excellent nick and of course the other side of this is that as part of marriage week we are obviously encouraging couples who are in relationships but not married to think about that point of commitment yes but also if you are married the idea is that you're thinking about what are you doing your forever conversation is how can i make my relationship last forever so the let's talk series enables you to talk about different areas as part of that bigger forever conversation so the one we're focusing on today is the let's talk sex and intimacy um, with the subheading of the art of good communication written by emma waring and she's also produced a blog for us which um well it's actually a different sort of blog because really it's 10 top tips she's described it as 10 top tips for managing sex and intimacy during the covid19 crisis um, but their each tip is actually it's not a one-liner it's a whole sort of paragraph but it that's is. available from today so the let's talk one has been on the website for a few weeks this is brand new this particular blog so we thought we'd explore this a little bit because let's be honest it's one of those areas that people kind of want to talk about but people don't always talk about um yeah. and you know people feel a bit awkward even googling stuff in case it is misconstrued or misunderstood mm. or should i be searching for stuff and if you do search you have to be careful what you search and all of those sorts of things so we thought it'd be a good thing to talk about um at this time so i think we start with the um article communication blog i agree and then come to those 10 top tips and we won't go through all all 10 of them but we just pick out a few bits and bobs so the art of communication fundamentally is saying how important good communication is and although there's the context of sexual relationship within marriage here and what she's written it's true just fundamentally for relationships, isn't it? So, um, again, read the detail online. But she talks, for example, she's saying, you know, good communication means articulating what we feel, what we want and what we need. It sounds simple, but it's challenging. So that process of communicating, it's just she's identifying it's challenging. And in particular, a little bit further on, she's talking about listening because it's so easy with communication to instantly think that means how can I explain myself clearly? And yet a couple communicating 
it's almost more important to put the energy into understanding your partner than thinking, how do I explain this nuance with that finer level of detail? Because at the end of the day, if you're explaining stuff really clearly, if your partner's not listening, then it doesn't matter how clear it is. Yeah. So I think there's a really healthy emphasis on um, on properly listening. Listening to understand. Yeah, absolutely. And she's she calls it concentrated listening. And identify, says here, concentrated listening can be sacrificial because it's kind of, you got that sense of, I want to make my point because I feel mm. misunderstood. But if both of you have that mindset, nobody learns anything. Yeah. So concentrated listening, I, I found really interesting in, in kind of reading through this. through this. I, I mean, there was a bit I thought we could potentially read out before you do can yeah, i just i thought you might chip in well just there was um there was just one of something other, you wanted to say there was something i, I wanted you were to say listening, though. i was really concentrating and thought you made some excellent points and i can only add to those excellent points <laughs> so at the beginning of the piece that she's written there's a bit that i i really liked and i think it's partly that sense of security that that a marriage brings that our relationship brings because of that point of commitment and it's this we want to be known and understood just as we are warts and all because this enables us to experience deep emotional intimacy and connection and that's why effective communication is so important so that sense of feeling fully understood by your other half and I just wanted to throw that in before you go on to the next bit because Mm. I thought that is crucial isn't it that gives me personally you know how you understand me and how I understand you but it gives me a sense of security um, to be vulnerable to be honest and to be open because I feel understood by you in our communication very good I don't always get it right I don't mean but just as a general as a general thing yes indeed so she also quotes a book uh, what's it called Enduring Desire written by Michael Mertz and Barry McCarthy Um, and I might just read this bit out it's not too long because I think rather than me interpreting it why not have her words Um, sex and relationship therapists Michael Mertz and Barry McCarthy are the authors of the book Enduring Desire and have coined the term intimate team They see the intimate team as the foundation of building lifelong desire in a relationship. And it means creating a healthy, cooperative relationship. Creating an intimate team is, they say, the most important thing a couple can do to nurture intimacy and manage any sexual problems. But what does this mean? Creating an intimate team is partly about placing a high priority on the committed relationship above children above work, above extended family, leisure activities and even church, your partner needs to know they are your most important priority. This might be difficult for some couples. Some people find it hard to separate from their parents. Others find when children come along, the children take priority. The four key components to creating an intimate team, according to Metz and McCarthy, are emotional intimacy, communication intimacy commitment intimacy and sexual intimacy couples need to be able to share on a deep level with each other and to communicate truthfully lovingly and trustingly so those four components i think are i think are really interesting just back Mm. to that phrase an intimate team yeah and it's kind of like being strategic in in doing stuff that helps you be intimate together and I think, yeah, just emotional intimacy. So that's kind of knowing and really understanding how each other are emotionally. It kind of comes back to that point I just spoke about, that feeling fully known. 
mm. which enables us to be vulnerable and to show your emotions and to to be real and and you know I I cry very easily I'm a very emotional person and you're quite emotional as well aren't I you I am um, I'm and easily moved you are I'm on wheels <laughs> and uh, and so I think that kind of sense of emotional intimacy I I think probably for us we probably find that a bit easier because we're we're used to showing our emotions and I suppose because so again again for blokes maybe it's harder because there's an expectation you shouldn't even though we know that that's rubbish and it's not good for mental health etc to try mm. and hide emotions but because we are already those sorts of people but if you're somebody that perhaps finds it hard to express your emotions it's worth digging into that a little bit and having a conversation and working out what are the things that the obstacles to that really yeah and it, I mean that overlaps with the second one with communication intimacy because I I think that's why the communication is just so key, isn't it? Because it, it's knowing one another. Yeah. And if you understand each other emotionally and you understand each other's needs emotionally, then yeah. it allows you to sort of, almost a bit of an old term, but to prefer one another in your attitude. Mm. Um, and then by doing that, it, it produces that intimacy. It is interesting, isn't it? Because that understanding of each other's needs is that communication intimacy. And when you discover what those things are as you say it, it alters your behavior because you think I'll do it this way because I know that that's something that you'll appreciate and often we can be ignorant of those things that make a difference to the other person and then that's when conflict can arise because you haven't communicated clearly what your needs are between you and we can carry on and, and actually um, make things quite difficult but if you've had that sense of sharing deeply and maybe at this time of lockdown it's so important that you communicate your needs so that tension and conflict doesn't build up you know we can it's like it's a big prevention isn't it that's yeah. ultimately yeah, it yeah, as well as it yeah. being a good thing and I, I found interesting I mean the last one sexual intimacy with with her book I mean I've only I've sort of dipped into the book read bits of it but it's I find it really interesting how often whatever the situation or scenario what's being discussed in terms of sexual intimacy, it comes back to communication again. Mm. It comes back to saying, you know, talking, being really open and vulnerable and honest. Yeah. And I think often, it, you know, it, people can be reticent to start difficult conversations mm. because fundamentally you can think, well, the other person's in quite a good mood at the minute. I know that having this conversation will be difficult for them yeah. and you know and choosing that right time to have difficult conversations. Yeah. And a lot of people I just I think they bury stuff and don't have the difficult conversation yeah. because it's easier in the moment not to. Um but a classic, actually that is sorry just to say that is a classic thing you see on TV shows. I'm yeah. watching with my daughter at the moment. Um obviously I'm not telling you that Nick I'm telling our listeners you know who our daughter is. But watching it with our daughter um Gilmore Girls and it's an old series on Netflix but it's there's a whole lot of relationship going on stuff going on right now and it's that classic thing where they don't actually communicate what's going on and they second guess or they make assumptions and make decisions about how the other person might feel in response and it, it's obviously it, it apparently makes good TV although I find it quite annoying sometimes even though I like the show yeah. but it's that makes good TV but it doesn't make good living doesn't make good life um, if you live in that world of trying to second guess and not communicating and having the difficult conversations even though they're difficult and I think arguably which I think comes out in some of what she's written um, talking about sort of issues to do with sex and uh, sexual intimacy is probably the hardest topic to start and mm -hmm. to have that vulnerable open conversation about it so yeah 
So definitely, that's. I th- maybe we should move on to the ten top tips. Do you know what we didn't cover? We didn't talk about. She mentioned commitment, intimacy. Yeah, but what does she that, mean by that then? Well, um, it's well that's the the four key components to creating an intimate team that comes under that category, um, and I think um, that with the commitment, intimacy, it almost it underpins all of these things, doesn't it? There's that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly, but mine because I haven't sort of looked into the book itself but my my understanding of commitment intimacy is that it comes back to that forever conversation again of I'm committed to you through whatever um, and no matter what I will be committed to you so there's that level of depth and intimate understanding of our commitment towards one another um, that that helps us through the other times when it's difficult maybe you know whether it's whether it's with communication or whether it's to do with sex or whether it's to do um with emotions etc the other intimacies as it were so um, agreed an excellent summary my dear <laughs> well thank you so should we should we sort of delve a little bit further then into some of the um top tips for managing yeah, we'll sex tantalize people with a few of the top tips obviously to get the full detail you'll need to go to the you marriage week website and find the two articles that she's done um so there's a few things so um okay number three here one of the challenges of social distancing is that we are with our partners 24 7 which many couples aren't used to and find difficult remember this is not a negative um reflection on your relationship and that's important to note because i think if you are finding just being together a lot more is causing tensions or difficulties there's a whole lot of pressure on a lot of us for different reasons at the moment not just mm. the fact we're you know, all, all all in lockdown, but maybe there's the financial issues or homeschooling is hard or the kids driving you mad, etc. So there's already those pressures. So finding things hard with your partner, don't definitely don't feel bad about that at all because it's not a reflection on your relationship. Sit down and work out a structured timetable of periods that you will have together, meal times, for example, and times where you can enjoy your own company. And I think as well, in another, in another of the points, she talks about date night too. And I think that leads into this because it's important, I think, in terms of having, uh, you know, having sort of sex intimacy during this time and connecting with each other in that deep way that you do just just generally carve out time for each other and make a priority of one Mm. another. And we said last time that we're sticking with our date night and we actually really we're valuing it more probably now than we did before because our kids every evening being teenagers and older so they're not going to bed at seven or eight o'clock they're saying what are we doing tonight what are we doing tonight and they want to do something every evening with us which is lovely um but we've that's why we've said no we want to have um a wednesday evening and it comes down to this reason that we need to connect just with each other without the influences of our children and there's almost a controversial point that some people would find in that last article because Emma was saying we need to prioritise one another even above our children and some people would perhaps disagree with that because they would think well no your kids you know have lots of needs we sometimes have to attend to our children's needs before our partners depending on what they are but we need to prioritise our relationship with our partner so that we can be the better parent for our kids. Yeah, and I mean, you've touched upon that structured timetable, um, which was one of her tips, isn't it? Tip three, I think. It's it's trying to think, right, what is your week? How do we get a routine together? Mm. Um, particularly, in, and and making time for one another. And it is harder, obviously, to find times for sex and intimacy when you're in a house full of people all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, uh, you know, and some people live in flats with lots of people at the time and don't have, yeah. um, don't have as much space. 
So, yeah, trying to, I think, partly be creative about what that looks like and saying, you know, no, this is our time. We are having this time um, to share with one another. And um, it's it's talking about sex and intimacy. Obviously, um, intimacy is a term which um, I, I particularly like because I think it's a very broad term. Um, and there's something very beautiful about that word it, because it comes down to being connection and it's a connecting in different ways. So intimacy as well is is showing affection and love towards your other half, which doesn't necessarily mean sex. It can be other things, even if it's literally having a date night, sitting close to each other on the sofa and, you know, yeah. holding hands or whatever. And I'm conscious when I talk about this kind of stuff, I'm afraid if our daughter heard it, she'd be going, oh, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> and it can often, when people talk about these things, can sound cheesy because it's about someone else's relationship. And we are, we're all a bit weird about hearing other people's relationships, which I get because it's like it's a personal thing. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking about it because it's important that, you know, we all do have the conversations with our other halves. And actually, if particularly if you're somebody that, that is feeling a bit isolated um, emotionally because of lockdown, then you need your other half to be really understanding that you know communicate that need to your partner so that they can actively think about how they can be closer and more intimate towards you during this time yeah indeed i mean jump can i jump to another one yeah please. i think her fourth tip i found really interesting um and she's basically saying that for some people well start again this scenario is stressful Mm. and Obviously, some people are on the front line and NHS staff and they're in an incredibly stressful situation. Other people are stressed because they don't know what to do with themselves. Everyone's routine has been pushed out and that is stressful because you find a routine that works for you and you're forced out of that routine. But it's just the simple point that for some people, um, they find sex is a great way to relieve stress. And other people are completely the opposite. When they're stressed, sex is the last thing they want to do. So, and it's not saying one of those is right and one of those is wrong, but I just think that was an interesting reflection in terms of thinking, right, so what do you, what, what, what do, you do as a couple about that? If, if stress means that this isn't something you can cope with, then obviously you need to do what you can to create an environment and have time to de-stress mm. and, you know, have some space, have some time, have a romantic space, candles, whatever, you know, whatever it is mm. that works for you. Whereas for other people, um, sex itself is a great relief for stress. So that was something I hadn't really thought about before. That was interesting. And also, I think what she's raised in that point there, it comes back to the art of communication, the other piece, that it's if you are on those different ends of the spectrum, so one is finding, you know, that stress would be a great, um, sorry, sex would be a great reliever of stress, and the other person thinking, I can't think about that, I'm too stressed. It's important that you communicate those things to your partner as well so that there's an understanding and then you can find um, a point of connecting and moving forward once you've understood. But don't don't not say, you know, and it is awkward sometimes to talk about these things, even with your own partner. Yeah, and that's that's another one. I think that's point eight, I think. Sex is difficult to talk about just generically. So be kind to one another. If you think this is going to be a difficult conversation, don't bring it up last thing at night just before you're going to go to sleep. Yeah. You know, it just be sensible and be a little bit um, tactical, I guess, in a, yeah. in a positive way about how you how you talk about these kind of things. And she also talks about the date nights that you've just talked about. Yeah. Um, having, it's just being intentional again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Thinking, right, just stop, take a step back. Let's review our situation. Sex and intimacy is really important. How can we ensure that? Mm. Um, that that is still part of our part of our routine. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think just we're running out of time actually to go through any more points. So do go to the website and have a look. But the reason why I, you know, thought this would be a good thing to talk about is because I think staying connected at that intimate level enables us to manage lots of other things. But it's also the flip side is it's about you know communicating well being open and honest and vulnerable that enables the the sex side of things to be better as well so it it kind of goes both ways so communicate talk clearly grow together through this every experience that we go through enables us to grow as couples and certainly lockdown is a time for growth Um, and despite what other people may think about relationships at this time absolutely it's an opportunity to grow when things are challenging Mm. we grow and we learn and we understand new things um which might be tricky when it's happening but in the long run we we can come through um and feel stronger and more connected so obviously two places to get far more information the marriage week website for uh, both the article and the top tips um but also emma waring's book Yes. Seasons of Sex and Intimacy. That's Season, right. Yeah, Seasons of Sex and Intimacy, blah, 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 which can be bought from all good book retailers. There is um, a link to that on the website as well, onto, on, on our the Marriage website. Week one. Yeah, and there's mm. more information about her and what she does. And just to say, she does do online therapy. So one of the things we haven't talked about is if you have problems at all, it's completely fine to get some help and you can do some, you know, do online sessions to just help yeah. you through those things. And there's a lot more people that have issues than than anybody would even ever even realise because no one yeah. talks about it. Yeah. So the website, just to remind you, marriage-week.org.uk, you will find everything you need there. Uh, everything. You, everything. And more. Yes, you find exactly. stuff you don't need there. Yeah. <laughs> so please do have a look and join in with Marriage Week stuff. If you're married or in a relationship, join in with us. Follow us on social media. Please, yeah. that would be rah, great. Rah, rah. And yeah. we'll be back in two weeks' time. And if you want to email us... You can do so at the M word podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We would. Thank you for listening and see you in two weeks. Yep, see Bye. you in two weeks. Bye.